Here we go, everyone. This is the birth of a new era. Welcome to the Transformability Podcast. My name is JV the Transformer. The purpose of this podcast is to find guests or friends of mine and talk about life, their career, and how they are able to turn negatives to positives. In today's episode, we talk about mindset because we know that with everything going on in the pandemic, it's not easy for a lot of people. I myself do not shy away from that. You can tell when I'm positive and then you could definitely tell when I'm negative. And with mindset being said, this episode, I brought on a good friend of mine, Robbie Max, who I know for about four years. We talk about his career. We talk about the early days before he got into music, the independency he has with music and some of his journeys he has going on right now. So without further ado, let's get into my interview with Robbie Max. I believe the man is in the building. Hold up one sec. Yo, yo. Yo. Can you hear me clearly? I hear you clear, loud and clear. Beautiful, man. Welcome. I appreciate you being on the premiere of my new venture. There's no other guy I would love to have on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jersey legend himself, Bobby Max is in the building. If they don't know you, let them know who you are and what you do, man. I appreciate you, man. Um, my name is Robbie Max. Uh, I've been a, a musician and artist for the last 10 years. Um, I currently uh, manage artists and am um, an owner of a clothing company and consulting company called Destination Happiness. Um, you know, I... Uh, I've been a songwriter for some time and uh, an overall mentor to a lot of the youth. So I, uh, I like to keep my, myself moving. I like to keep myself active and um, spread nothing but positive vibes along the way. Word up, man. And uh, I was telling the people in the intro, I know you for about the solid four or five years now. So maybe longer, maybe longer, bro. Maybe longer. I'm pretty sure. I met you at Justina's Webster Hall show, but it might've been a little bit before that. Yeah, uh, I remember. So going back, like let's go all the way back because I was doing some research mm-hmm. and I saw that you have, or you had, you were playing basketball and football in high school. Yeah. So when you got into college, did you get a scholarship or what was that? Did you go to college to specifically play basketball or football? Or tell me about the college life. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I've, I've been an athlete my entire life. I mean, I was really, <clears throat> I never even put much emphasis or focus on music. It was always sports. Everything was sports from the time I was in second grade. Uh, football, basketball, baseball. Um, I... Uh, was lucky enough and blessed enough to, you know, be a part of a few state championship teams in high school, um, two in football, one in basketball. And um, originally I wanted to go, I wound up going to Montclair State and I uh, originally was going to walk on onto the basketball team. I wasn't recruited, um, but I had talked to the coaches um, about getting involved. So um, that was my direction. And eventually I played in in this Bergen County all-star game 
uh, for football and, and I wanted winning the MVP of the game. We won the game. I played really well. And the, and the coach was there, the offense coordinator. And he kind of like swayed me as along with a couple of parents um, to go play football instead of basketball. And so like a last minute decision, I decided to play football. So I, um, I did, I, I got recruited, um, nothing major, no, like, you know, serious scholarship or anything. I did have a couple of looks in division two basketball, um, but no, division three doesn't do scholarships. So most, most of the schools that I was looking at, um, I was just planned on, on playing, um, you know, walking on and, or, you know, was recruited. Um, but yeah, so I, I did two years at Montclair state and then I, I left school. And that was pretty much the end of my, my, my sports career. I mean, I, I still am active now. I, I play, you know, flag football regularly. You know, I recreational, re- recreationally play basketball. Um, but yeah, that was, that's pretty much my journey, man. That was, <clears throat> that was the, that was my life forever for a long time. And I was reading, you didn't really jump into like rap battles until college. Yeah. You were, I, you were, yeah. You were writing, but I don't think. You've always been a confident guy, but I don't, I don't think, or like, I don't know, or I read somewhere that you didn't really jump into, I guess, showing your talents until you had those rap battles at college. Yeah, it's true. I, um, I actually, my father's a drummer, so I was always around music and I was very uh, into music, but I had zero aspirations in high school and into college of doing music. Like that wasn't even a thought in my thoughts. And um, it's funny because really what made me start rapping, because that's how I'm a, I started by rapping, you know, before I ever made any other kind of music or wrote any other kind of music, I was a straight up rapper, you know, like bars and um, came up, you know, my two favorite artists are Eminem and Lil Wayne. So I'm a punchline guy. I love that stuff, you know, battle rap. I'm into all that. Um, but I, I, it started because <clears throat> late night at Montclair State, I used to be a black and mild smoker. And uh, if anybody knows anything about Black and Miles, like you champ a Black and Mile, right? You pull, you pull the paper out and then you fill it back up and you, know, you smoke your Black and Mile. And um, like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, there was always you know, some kids that would be in ciphers and they would see me champing a Black and Mile. And they'd be like, hey, yo, what's good? You know what I mean? Like, can I hit the mile with you? And I'd be like, yeah, for sure. You know, I would kind of get in this little, this little uh, pocket of, of uh, I guess what was like ciphers, you know what I mean? And so, I I had wrote a rap in high school actually so like that and just joking around like it just kind of like can I do it type thing you know what I mean and never showed anybody but I memorized it and uh one random night I in the middle of the cypher I said yo let me let me let me give you something like let me hop in here and uh I just did it and then like from that point it just kind of became because you know it was dope it was cool I mean it was wasn't that though, to be honest with you, but I guess it was, you know, I'm an entertainer. So I, 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 you know, I made people laugh. I made people, you know, like, Oh, it's a white boy, like shit like that, you know? And so, uh, that was, uh, that was how it all started. And from like that point, I literally, I literally did that same rap bro dozens of times over, over a few months span where people would be like, yo, check out this kid, check out this kid. And then, I don't know. It just became what it became. It took a life of its own. I would write more. I'd want to like deliver a new song, a new rap eventually. And before I knew it, I was rapping. Uh, you know what I mean? Like two years later, I was in a studio. And, and from that point really is when, you know, my music started to move in, in a direction. Right. I mean, going 
you know, musically, I've no use from the music, but you've done a lot of entertainment. And that's the whole point why I wanted to get you on here and why I want to, you know, make this first episode about mindset because mm -hmm. you, to me, like you have one of the most elite mindsets I've ever seen in a human being, period. I appreciate that, man, for real. You doing music and what you've done musically, I mean, you have just, you've breaking barriers everywhere. And going on to the entertainment part of it, I was also doing some research and about Sunday night, it hit me because we were supposed to do this on Monday. Mm -hmm. Of course, me being me and trying to do research, I think you know where I'm gonna go with this. Okay. I, uh, I ran into a movie on Amazon, which okay. it was called The King of Newark, man. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, hell yeah. You might know that movie really well. And yeah. I just want, I want you to tell the people about it because you were in the movie with a lot of heavyweight people. For sure. Tell me what that experience was like and going into that, like what was, the, what was the best advice you got going into that that you kind of carry to yourself today? Yeah, man. Um, well, first shout out, um, it was, I believe it was Ebb Friday, the director and, and Brandon, my buddy Brandon, who goes by Plan B85. Um, and then Caesar, who was the DP, he was, a, he was like the assistant director. They pretty much came to me with the idea, like, oh, would you want to get involved? And then shout out Alonzo, Alonzo's who put the whole film together. Um, that, uh, that was like a very random thing, honestly. I, um, I think that I had at that point, um, you know, I had some spotlight, I guess, a little bit in Jersey. I had, I had like a little bit of notoriety. And I think more than anything, what that notoriety was, was I, I was an entertainer. Like my shows were exciting. I was very um, uh, vocal and, I, and, and visual on, on social media, active on social media. Like I was active on social media before people knew what being active on social media was, you know? Um, so I think it just kind of became what it became. And it was actually an audition. So like we all went into, uh, it was pretty much everybody, except for a lot of the big actors. The big actors weren't really there for the audition, but pretty much just uh, got put in a room with like a lot of the people that you saw in the movie. And my role kind of shaped in that, like that day. Uh, you know, they I think that they thought that's the role that I was suited to do um, and could pull off the best. Right. And um, so that's how it became what it became. Uh, you know, I really didn't get a ton of advice leading up to that. I, I, you know, I hadn't acted before. I mean, I've done music videos and a ton of other stuff. You know, I'm very comfortable on camera. Um, but I didn't really get any crazy type of advice. You know, more, more just make sure you got your, your lines down. And believe it or not, as much as like, they, I was told, keep your, you know, make sure you have your lines down. A lot of that stuff, I had the gist of what I was supposed to say, and I just ran with ran with my own little flavor, you know. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that, like, especially in the acting world, and from my own personal research, like, I do love acting, and I love movies, and I love actors. I study them to a degree. Like, I watch, I I study things, man. Everything I watch, I, everything I do, I just feel like I'm always studying something, you know. So when it comes to acting, I, I notice a lot that it's really about the actor being the actor, 
and not so much forcing the role. You know what I mean? I think it can come across phony. So you have to almost allow the actor to be who they are. And they have to also portray something. Obviously you're in character, but you have to portray something that is kind of you. So it comes across as genuine as possible. And I just always let that always stuck with me. And so I just did it. Like there was a line I remember in, in, um, in that movie where in the beginning, I think it was the first time I was seen in the movie. Uh, we're in a car. Yeah, we're in a police car. Yeah, we're in a police car. We're waiting for, um, we're waiting for uh, the informant to come out. Mm-hmm. And I start talking about American Idol. Like that wasn't scripted. That was just, yo, did you watch American Idol last night? And legit, like, did you watch American? And it was just on camera. And so it creates dialogue. Like, I just didn't tell that. But yeah, that was, that was a good experience, man. It was really cool. Um, a lot of people hit me up about that. It's funny because even like years later, a lot of people would be like, yo, you're in that movie, bro? I can't, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, I had no idea you were even in a movie, you know, but yeah. me launching this whole situation, I was like, let me try to do a little bit of research on Robbie. You know, for sure. I, I know you pretty well, but I didn't know you were in a movie. But And honestly, it was like the best FBI role I've ever seen. Ah, uh, because I, I see the natural in it, but like music, you've done, you've done a lot. And the one thing I have to give you credit for is that like, you've been independent before independent was even independent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. independent scene of what music is going through now, like you were that back in like 2015, 2016, but Go into like when you were in the studio and things like that. Was was the dream to always be signed to a major, or were you just like, let me do music and see what happens from there? Because you know, me being me, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. Like, there are so many artists like yourself that should be signed to a label that are not, mm-hmm. and that they let the you know they let the gummy mumble get signed because of I guess a YouTube video or it went viral but then I feel like with the industry those that really have talent really what weren't getting the record deals when they should should have been so was Mm -hmm. the getting signed to a label at first or were you just let me keep it independent and let me grow my own brain um I guess it's a little bit of both uh, I think that my only understanding of, of the music industry for a long time was the objective is to get signed, you know? Um, my, my approach wasn't necessarily like, I, had an, I just had a very independent mindset, you know, no matter what. I just, I said to myself, um, you know, muscle up and just go after it and get it and prove it and build your own platform and build your own relationships and build your own network and make your own music and distribute your own music and do it all because what I realized is when you and this is just in life man when you depend on on anybody and everything else you know what I mean to do things for you um you 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 become somewhat stagnant and then that dependency can backfire because you're not really in control you know you're really not so I've learned over the years that you always have to have a hustler's mentality, no matter what you do. And you have to really just get up and get after it. Especially if you believe in yourself, like if you really believe in yourself, you just got to go. So, you know, I, I, I had, um, you know, I've been signed. I was signed the majority of my music career. You know, people don't know if everybody knows that, but like I was signed to an independent label, 
um, for the majority of my career. Uh, shot my man Wonder. Um, so when we had we had a, a quite the run, man. You know, he, he the company was Airplane Entertainment, and then I I created BXXB with my cousin and a couple other guys. You know, DJ Little Bro, Ryan, uh, Plan B. Um, who else was it? Uh, my man Brett was involved. Uh, Dub, my man Dub. You know, name these names ring bells, man. Dub Eugene. So we had like our own crew that was within basically like I was the only artist signed to Airplane Entertainment, but we created like a crew and, right. and ran on our own kind of, you know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, yeah, all in all, I think that as I've gotten old, it's, it's interesting, man, because the industry's funny. It's a, I, 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 it's a, it's a wild industry, you know, and I know a lot about it and I, and I, and probably, I want to say more than I wish I knew because maybe being naive and just going through the motions of it is like, ah, you don't even think about things, but like, um, I think down the road, it winds up backfiring if you have that mentality or you don't know things. So I, I do have a lot of knowledge of the music industry and how it works. Um, I would recommend to anybody nowadays because, you know, the game now is about numbers. It's all about numbers. It's about how, what your following is. It's about how many plays you're, you know, accumulating on your own. And that's really what the labels are looking for. The labels are looking to take something that's already in place, know that they, if they put money behind it, that they um, they are going to profit. They don't, they don't, they're not, it's, this is the 90s and 80s and like the early 2000s where they were taking shots at, at like taking a shot at an artist because he's talented. And they're like, oh, his talent is going to get him somewhere. It isn't that anymore. Like you, you'll have those rare ones where I guess like, you know, the right situation that right artist gets plucked out and put into the right, you know, it happens, mm -hmm. but it's very, that's why you're seeing like you, you said something about like, you know, like the talent versus not talent. And I think that that's also like very, um, um, it, 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 um, I, I don't like using that with all due respect. Like it's hard for me because I think that it's, it's taste. It's all taste. So like somebody who might not be as talented musically or, or skill wise in rap or even making a song might make up for it significantly in their clothes and the way they present themselves and you know just wanting to be followed on social media and like there's other there's other things that have come into play so um i think that like it's one of those things man it's 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 um i i always say that talent is the bonus like talent is a bonus nowadays if you have somebody who's just talented it's a freaking bonus um but it's really about shaping the business, shaping your brand, uh, you know, moving it in a direction and getting the numbers up so that you have leverage. You know, you want, if a label to come in, if, you, if your goal is to get signed, you want to have the leverage and being like, well, I'm already doing this amount of work. I'm already doing this amount of numbers, these amount of numbers. I'm already generating this amount of followers or I have this amount of followers, you know, um, this is what I'm worth. So it, it, it boosts the not boosts your advance, your budget, your whatever else it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, just to put it all together, I mean, I originally, the goal was always to get signed. It's the only way I even thought. I didn't really think of the industry any other way. And I guess over the last few years, four, three, four years, I've understood how the industry works. Mm -hmm. And that has swayed my mindset. Um, you know, so... And I've stepped more into like the business side of it nowadays than I have as the artist and creative. So it's, it's, I'm very focused on learning how it all works and being knowledgeable. Yeah. 
I think, and again, I think that's one of the advantages you have or that I've seen from you is that you can do seven different things and yet be able to be successful in some way. You know, you've yeah, done, I appreciate you're doing music. You have your clothing line, which is Destination Happiness. If you guys don't know the clothing line, please go to the website. I don't even have Destination Happiness merch, but we got to work on that. Oh, I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? Like you've done music. You got the clothing line. You're managing artists. You're involved with a CBD company, which mm -hmm. I don't know if that's still happening, but mm -hmm. like. From, so from your perspective, like how are you able to basically go from your thought to a, a, a blueprint? You know what I mean? How do you go from thinking about it to actually making it happen? And what advice would you give somebody like me that's a startup podcast going from idea to creating the formula per se? Um, yeah, that's a good question, man. I, I think... I think the blunt answer, and this is gonna be very blunt, is do it. Like, if you believe in it, do it, you know? Um, one thing I've learned in general in life and through, through music specifically, but just even in sports, man, even in sports, like action speaks louder than words. So like, you can go around talking about a thousand things that you can do or that you have the capabilities of doing or that you have ideas, whatever your ideas are, you can talk about it all you want, but People don't become believers in you until they see that one, you believe in yourself and B, you manifest uh, a lot of the things that you seek out to, 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 to you know, become something. Um, and um, I think the, 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 the it's, it's a confidence thing. It's like, it's tough, man. I, you know, the, the structure of, of, society in general is like to get a job. You know what I mean? Like you go and you get a job, you work for somebody, something, you know, and you help that something become something and you get paid to do it. You know, um, I have had an entrepreneur's mindset like forever. Like I've worked jobs to make money and to, you know, make ends meet in the course, you know what I mean? But not one of those jobs that I ever say, this is what I'm going to do forever. It was always temporary. I was always ready to leave it. I didn't, it was, it was about making the dollar and putting it towards my own stuff. And if I had to go to get the next job because it wasn't suitable, suited for me anymore, I just went to the next job and I was a waiter and I was a bar back and I was working, I worked at the gap and I, I did a thousand things. I also, I did tons of stuff to zero in on my dream of, of really the dream is like being on my own schedule and being on my own time. And, and, and living the life I want to live and being in control of it, you know? And people think I'm nuts. Like I have very close friends and family that, you know, they've, through my, the years, I've proven to them that I can do it. But, um, you know, it's not how everybody thinks, you know? It's just not. So I, I, I get after it, man. I just, uh, I, if I think of a good idea, I'll, I'll utilize some people, I use some people around me to kind of like, yo, what do you think of this? And, and I get a feel for how the, a consumer would, would take it. And I do that with my music. I do it with everything. All the artists I work with, I, I start, I put my feelers out and get an idea of how the, what the feedback is. And then I kind of base things off of not just how I feel personally about it and how emotional I am about it, but like, how do other people take it? 
And then if it's ready to go, it's ready to go. Like destination happiness is something I just did. I, I just, I had, we had done BXXB for years, from, you know, me and my cousin and with the guys. And um, I, I knew how to build a brand. I understood how to drive it down, you know, people's throats and, you know, embedded in your brain. Um, it's being extremely relentless. And I drew the logo. I just did it. Like, again, these are all things you just did it. You know what I mean? You just do it. Um, I drew the logo. I, I LLC the company. Um, yep. When I told people I was going to do clothing, instead of just saying I did clothing, I showed up weeks later with a box of hoodies and then went out and hustled them and flipped them and built a brand and understood how to work Sp Shopify and built a website myself. And I just did every I just do it. I just don't even think about it, you know? Um, or you go and you hire. Not everybody wants to go and shovel that money out, you know? And I, I'm always, I'm like, I'm not really that a frugal person. Like I'm the first person to put money out of my pocket for the next person, you know I mean? I'll pay for things. And when I'm starting to realize that like, you can eliminate a lot of costs if you just put the work in, you know what I mean? If you just do a little extra legwork and I'd rather put my budget towards like um, Facebook ads and uh, you know, marketing plays and PR and things that, that will really generate eyes. Um, but yeah, so in a nutshell, man, do it. If you have an idea, do it. You know, if it's going to make you happy even more, do it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the blessings that I can say that I'm, I'm learning now. And it's a blessing that I'm able to just call you up on the phone and be like, yo, I'm having a bad day. Like fix mm -hmm. because to be honest with you, this whole thing is trial and error. But I remember me and you were having a conversation and you kind of laid the groundwork for me. You were like, bro, you know so many freaking people. You know what I mean? Like you love having yep. conversations with people. Try to build a podcast and do it. And I have to, I have to give you a lot of credit because technically without your mindset, there was no way I'd be able to birth this. You know what I mean? I appreciate you, man. I'm happy you did, dude. I'm, I'm yeah. genuinely happy you did. Now I'm able to basically be Robbie because I, I'm, I got my own logo for the podcast. I don't know if you saw it yet, but mm -hmm. I got my own logo. I'm thinking about LLCing and then building merch. So technically it was your, like it was your brainchild, but I see what you're saying. Cause now it's up to me to send the emails and schedule the interviews and actually make the work happen in order yeah. to just thing the lift. Yep. So that's what you need to do. You need, you need to take it upon yourself, man. And, and, and that goes for anybody and everybody. You just take it upon yourself, put the legwork in, you know, and I don't, I don't sleep. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. up till four in the morning making sure I can get an interview. And I know, you know, things with you had to be like rescheduled, but again, I appreciate you taking the time and doing this because I felt like you'd be again, the perfect person because there's a lot that I'm doing now that I could be like, Robbie's already done that. And I know that if I need help with Shopify's LLCs, getting my logo on merch, the man to help. Yeah, I got you. I always got you, brother. Well, one thing, 
one thing I wanted to mention, and I know you mentioned uh, social media beforehand. Mm -hmm. With this, I have to give you a lot of credit because I feel like a lot of people use social media as a conversational piece or they're like addicted to social media. You know, it's a human habit, but like what, how would, because you use social media as such a beautiful tool you speak when when you only need to be when you only need to be speaking. You know what I mean? Like you use your Instagram stories to give advice or give that motivational speech that a person might need in the morning. So how mm-hmm. do you how are you taking social media and using it as more of a tool instead of a conversational piece or like let me DM this person just to see how they're doing? Yeah, um, is that being very honest? Well, no, you can you can you can continue if you have a question. No, you you just do social media very well because I see myself like every notification, I'm stuck in my phone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just of like you lay a story down and kind of you're able to just leave it alone and. Let that do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. how are you able to do that without, I guess, using it as like a, oh my God, I'm stuck to it. Like you use it very well. So you know, I'll I'll I'll, I'll say that to a degree, everybody has their moments where they go down like the rabbit hole of Instagram or social media. You know what I mean? I'm no different. You know, there's times that I get caught up in in it to a degree. I don't I don't think I. And I tell myself this, I don't think that I do it the way everybody else does it. I really study it all. I see what everybody does. Like I kind of just get a real feel for a lot of things, whether it be to implement my my own stuff into their lives or to um, even just study to see how some things work. And, uh, you know, I learned from that. I've learned everything I ever learned in life from life, from people, from things, from experience. So, um, you know, I, I... I will say I, I, I don't think I'm overly caught up on social media, which is a blessing. And I have been in the past. I think everybody to a degree has to learn from that. Um, but I, 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 you know, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much, but like one thing I think I do. Okay. Cause I'm here to reg- do, like I <laughs> pat you on the back 10 times a day and just <laughs> do what you got to do, but go ahead. Yeah. What, what, one, one thing I think I do do, and I've done this forever is I, and I look at where even a lot of artists are right now. You know, I, I do think that I have, in many respects, done things ahead of the curve. I think that I was ahead of my time. I think that the way I was as an artist was ahead of his time. I don't think people did the things that I did it in the way that I did it, especially as an independent without a machine behind you. Behind you. Um, I watch a lot of artists nowadays who I, like, I see... And maybe I'm in my own head. There's a chance, you know. What I mean, I don't want to sit here and, and put point a finger at anything, but like, I, I can see that there's bits and pieces of a lot of how I used to do things or how I do things that I see people doing now. I see it. I I, I think I see it, you know. Um, and so, like, really, why? I, for one, I, I I I'm not really in, into the rat race anymore. I mean, the music industry, especially, in, in just it's a competitive. It's a rat race. You know, everybody's chasing to be the coolest thing ever, and to highlight how great their life is and to, you know, 
that fake it till you make it stuff is very real. And it is a blueprint that technically gets you somewhere, right? But I, I mentality-wise, it can get you somewhere. But mentality-wise and being in the throes of it, I think it's extremely detrimental to the mind. And unless you're doing it specifically with like an intent and like a, a goal in mind to be, to get somewhere, I think it's, it's a very sh shitty, you know, way of going about things. Cause you're not being you, you're not, you're not being yourself. You, you don't have to like not have fun and get in the character at time. Nobody's saying that, but like to fake the funk and, and to act like things are great and all that when it's not, it's, it's, I don't know if it says more about the, the person doing it or if it says more about the consumer that buys into the bullshit, but either way, it's like wild to me how this all works. So I, I think what I, where I put my mind and what I stay focused on the most nowadays is giving people what they really freaking need. You know, um, I, I like being, I like being the guy who says something. I get a lot of people that DM me regularly, just thank you. I needed that today. And I don't say any names. But I don't think they would want people to even know that because they don't, nobody wants to show that they're um, going through something. Nobody wants to, they don't want to admit, nobody wants to admit that kind of stuff. Whereas like, I have no shame in that. You know, I, I've learned, I've had horrible anxieties. I've had issues between, you know, partying too much and, you know, not having my shit on straight. And, you know, I wasn't always the best to my wife, you know, at the time, my girlfriend, you know I mean? I was, I put her through the ringer, just going, being all over the place and, up out late and you know there's 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 a lot i've learned from like my own mistakes man you know my own stuff that i've just become very honest about and so like i think it's important people instead of fighting your issues and, and then even worse and this is like i can't stand it is like not holding yourself accountable but blaming everything and everybody else you know, as if none of it is your fault, like nothing. I hate it, man. So I like saying the things that I think trigger you to be better. You know, like, I think it's pretty simple. I, I, that's why I created Destination Happiness. I wanted the brand to be something where, you know, you're no matter what it is you do in life, no matter, even if it's a decision in the moment, if the goal in mind has to be for your happiness, it has to be. This isn't about like happiness is, you know, a lot of people, there's another thing, right? I want to nip this in the bud. Um, I've read quotes where like, if your destination is happiness, then you're not happy. And that is not the purpose of what my, what the brand is. I'm not sitting here and saying, you need to go find happiness somewhere. It's somewhere else. Your happiness is within. You have to think every step of the way, every decision has to be for your happiness. It can't always be because financial gain and clout and notoriety and like Gucci and cars and you know, and, and those things might make you happy, but only in the moment and like very temporarily, you know, so I'm talking bigger picture happiness. I'm talking about like setting your life up where like you're comfortable, you're like, you're happy, dude. Everybody wants the luxuries of life, but that shit comes and it goes and realistically we get tired of it and we want to get the next thing anyway. So where are the things that you can latch on? What are the things you can latch on to and like instill in you to be happy always? So that's the purpose of, of everything that I, I do and everything I want out of life for not just myself, but anybody I touch and I'm involved with. I just want them to be happy. You know, I want them to, I want them to always be themselves because that's your happiest. I did, I did these, uh, these anti-bullying tours for a long time with the kids. And, and, and the first thing I ever said, every single show, 
every show. Cause mind you, these were in very urban communities. So I was like a white boy speaking to an urban community, a lot of black and Hispanic, you know? And so how do you, how do they relate to me? And why they're probably already looking at me sideways. How, what am I going to tell them that makes them, you know, um, listen to me, you know, how do I relate? And I get that. Like I brought some real shit. I get that hundred percent. So I would have to think of the best way to attack this and approach, you know, for one, I had DJ Lil Bro in my corner. So you already, you got, you know, a white boy who's, you know, with his black friend who we do business together and we're best friends and you're, you're subliminally breaking the barrier, you know, breaking the, 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 the you know, the, the initial like judgment of, uh, or a hundred percent or just like the lack of wanting to listen. And then it was about the first thing I would always say was about you have, instead of it being, a, it has nothing to do, not, nothing to me has to do with color, race, religion. And none of that phases me. You know, you, I, I love everybody. I really do. As long as you're not a horrible person, whatever your faith is and whoever you are, please like be all of it. Right. But I would say to people, I'd be like, you have something really deep inside of you. You have something that you know you're great at. You're special. You know it. And the only thing that's stopping you from doing it is the person next to you and the other person next to you saying it's not cool or it's not the thing or they bash you for whatever other reason. And then you don't tap into that. But you deep down know that that's what would make you happy. You know it. And, and I would watch kids like get it. Like they would they would get it. And then when I would go and be an artist and perform, now I'm cool. So you got this, this easy connection of being like, well, he's, what he said is being shown by what he's showing. And he, he's doing something outside the body artist. Well, I want to be a, a writer. Well, I want to be a businessman or I want to be a firefighter. I, and they would talk to me about it, you know, and, and it'd be simple conversation, like then go do it. And mm -hmm. don't worry about what anybody else has, in a, you know, because you know, the thing with people is people love pointing a finger at everything and saying all of what you can't be and what you can't be and all that's stupid. That is a reflection of them far more than it will ever be a reflection of you and your ideas. How can you judge me and bash my ideas? How? And the only thing that change, they all come around as long as you, like I said before, do it. Right. show it and get somewhere right. they all come around they all come around and if they don't oh, then they show that they're just way behind way behind like they, they got they got some learning to do and and you know so yeah man i think that that's like my my, my overall thing is just to constantly push people in a positive direction and and i don't you know, I consult for some people, you know, and, and, and some people pay me to do it and other people that I've known for some time, you know, I just give them one line advice, you know, and what do you need? And I'll help you, you know, as best I can. But I think that that's always been my agenda and will continue to be is just to make, be better myself, always try to be better and make sure that everybody else can push in that same direction. Well, with that, you answered my next question because I was going to I was going to say, like, I know you're not done. You know, Robbie Max is never done by a long shot. I know musically you've kind of, you spoke about the rat hole and like, you don't try to chase that. And I think people could see that because you put out a song and then like two years later, you'll come back for a little bit and then be like, oh, <laughs> and then you're always able to make an impact. So with that being said, like, 
you're you're building your legacy but at the end of the day like if somebody is looking at this five years down the line and for some reason i mentioned robbie max and they're like who is robbie max so to that viewer that is just discovering you by any chance what do you think you want your legacy to be that you haven't already covered like when you look at robbie or the person you are, what what do you say your legacy is at the end of the day? That I um, make the world like and the people around me a happier, a happier. I, 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 I want to like constantly push people in a good direction. I want to be, uh, I want, I want good vibes. I, I want, um, I want people to look at me and say, yeah, he was really himself. You know, and he was he was uh, a hardworking, humble, um, empathetic uh, individual. Forget artist, forget all that. Like just somebody who he was so himself. You know, and um, in in the music industry, you don't always get that um, that notoriety up front unless you're 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 quote unquote cool to the public, you know? Um, and I've at least been able to stay decently relevant um, to my peers, to the people around me. Um, and at the very least, even more than that, let's say uh, I've earned people's respect. I wanna be respected, you know? Um, I don't care for who's most famous. I don't care for who who's the, the, the best, who makes the most money. I care that I, touched people in a, in a way where um, being their experience with me made them happier. Their experience with me made them better. Their experience with me was a separation from your everyday crazy life that we all are accustomed to living. I want it to be like a, a breath. I want to be a breath of fresh air. Um, so I, uh, that's it, man. I, I really, it's pretty simple to me. You know, the fact that I can do music and be in this industry, um, both creatively and on the business side is an opportunity to um, reach a lot of people, you know, and, and have a huge platform that I think extends far beyond having like a, a job specifically. Um, and I, and I don't take that lightly. And so I, um, I want the people that, you know, obviously that I am a, around regularly, but even more importantly, the people that work with me like day to day, I want, and I think that's why a lot of people stick with me in that regard um, is because I keep it a buck, man. And, and I, I'm out for your happiness. What do you want out of everything? So what was my first question? And if that's like a tough answer for, the, for you, then keep figuring it out. And if it's something that you know, I'm gonna help you get there, you know? Um, Pretty much, man. Yeah, I mean, I can to kind of wrap this up because I know you've you were gonna head out. I feel like at the end of the day, like you've transformed my ability, which is why I'm calling the podcast Transformability because that's what I'm setting out to do. You know, because you said it before. You know, a lot of people will point the fingers at he or she, but a lot of the times I would point the finger at myself and use my con you know, use the wheelchair or my condition as the excuse. And like now doing this, like I'm able to basically be like, 
fuck that. I'm going to do this podcast and whatever comes out of it comes out of it. So to kind of wrap this up, man, I just want to say thank you and uh, let people know like what you got going on and uh, where they can find you on socials. Because at the end of the day, you guys have to be following this guy on socials. I can tell you from experience, this is one of the most humble guys I know. And I could say that because he's the only guy that I would go to a documentary screening for <laughs> and then have to throw my wheelchair in the back of a cab and worry about how the hell is yeah. this guy getting out, getting a, a heavy ass chair out of a cab. So let him know. You did too, man. And where the people can find you on socials, man. Well, yeah, for one of my socials are Robbie Max across the board. So it's R-O-B-B-I-E-M-A-X-X. Um, um, I have my, my clothing company is Destination Happiness and the, and the Instagram is destinationhappiness.shop. Um, I also uh, manage, we were the Desti Boys. I could talk on that real quick. Um, so we created uh, like a, uh, a little a core group of guys that you know are all out for the, the same thing. We all collectively work together um, to build the brand and then obviously push, um, my artist who I'm extremely excited about, um, my man, Nate Willette. So the Desti boys follow us on Instagram. You can follow all of us from Julian Hammerhands, Rodriguez to, um, you know, Johnny Skierdo. Uh, Julian is a, a top rank undefeated boxer. Um, Johnny Skierdo is a professional photographer who works with the likeness of the NBA, Foot Locker, major companies, Nike brands, uh, major brands, and super talented. We've got um, DJ Lil Bruh, who is, uh, you know, out here in the tri-state, really turning up. And and again, he's one of the best entertainers there is. So um, he's like a uh, always a breath of fresh air for anybody that sees him, hears him. Um, and then you've got, um, you know, myself and then Nate Willette. And Nate Willette, you can follow him on Instagram. Um, he's on my page, Nate Willette X. Willette is tough to spell, so you have to go on my page to see it. Um, but he, uh, we just started releasing music. We just dropped whatever it is, which we dropped uh, on on October twenty third. Um, we are are dropping our second single, November twenty seventh, called Dark Skies. Um, we have another couple singles that we're going to drop in December. And um, I believe to my core that this kid is going to be an absolute superstar. And I'm really excited about it. Um, so that's where you can find me. That's where you, you know, you can, you can see me on social. Robbie Max, you can pretty much see everything I'm doing and see all my pages. I have them all on my bio. Um, and what we're working towards right now is just uh, through our brand and through our reach collectively, um, making the world a better place, man. Put it, spreading happiness doing it through entertainment, doing it through positivity, being real people, you know, showing the side of uh, quote unquote influencers or so like, we're not celebrities, but you know what I'm saying? Like influencers, let's say, showing um, a human side to, to us and allowing that to be projected to the world so that they can be influenced to be themselves, feel influenced to be themselves. Um, through whatever it is you want to do in life. So um, we're putting together the music for Nate Willette. Julian Hammerhands Rodriguez is getting the title fight next next month. Uh, you know, be on the lookout for Johnny doing his thing. He's got tons of big shoots coming up. DJ Lil Bruh is at Common Ground on Saturdays. He's at Mad Hatter on Tuesdays. 
He's at bar nine on Saturday nights. And uh, me, I'm just going to continue to keep chugging along, putting a smile on my face every day, man, doing whatever I can to, like I said, be happy, make people happy. Um, I do plan on dropping some new music at some point, but like, I don't know when, you know me, man. And then um, the, the clothing company is uh, running our fall line, which will come out this month, this November. So we have a, a brand new, what's that? You guys are about to launch that, right? We're about to launch, yeah, probably probably two weeks. Uh, so like the third week of November, we have a whole new line of hoodies, uh, t-shirt, it's coming out, uh, hats, and um, we're gonna get back in the groove, man. We're gonna be back to uh, pushing, pushing the clothing and the merch. So um, a lot happening. I have a huge announcement, like a monster announcement that people will see very soon. Just know top of 2021, I will be a part of something that I think will benefit a lot of people. Power moves. In this industry. Power moves only. Man. I'm not going to say anything about it yet. You'll see me promoting it, uh, but it's a big move. Um, I also want to give a shout out to my young boys, man, please. Omsky12 on Instagram, my man Omsky. Super talented, up and coming artist that I've had the pleasure of working with for the last three years. And his brother, Roan, Roan underscore Rosen on Instagram. Love those kids to death. We have some really exciting things that we're working on. And um, they also are a part of the Destination Happiness brand. So um, a lot of exciting things to look forward to. Follow me to stay in touch with it all. Mm -hmm. You know, you know the vibes, man. Um, yeah, shit, with all the music you got going on, Little somebody might come out of retirement. I don't know. Hey, we're overdue for something, man. We're overdue yeah, for something. So we're overdue, man. But listen, man, I just want to say thank you for being on the premiere episode of this new journey for me. And you know, I always got your back. Um, give my love to your wife for Appreciate sure. You, you're you've been family for me for like four years, so. Anything you need from me that I can help you out I appreciate with, you. let me know. And I appreciate you being on this thing with me once again, man. And I will course, always be man. thankful for the advice, the friendship, the the times I got to drive out to Bumble just to go and see you at a documentary. Because at the end mm -hmm. of the day, like, you've been one of the realest person I know. So just want to say- I appreciate you, man. This for me and- Thank you for giving me the idea, man, because I've I've never felt this happiness ever in my life. Like, I thought that doing this would make me kind of lose the music side. But in the same token, I'm also I'm doing more than I would have done musically. So, yeah, man, I'm happy for you. I'm happy you made the decision. I think that you have a, a seriously bright future, bro. You always have. You just gotta, like I've told you from Jump Street, bro, just get after it, man. Do what you do what's in your heart. Everybody that is meant to be will be there. And the people that shun you or push you aside, they're not meant to be there. You feel me? So keep going, keep being you, keep being great. You brought up my wife too. I wanna shout her out because she truly is like the rock behind like a lot of my humbleness. I was not always humble. I mean, I was always decently humble, but I was a wild card. I was a wild <laughs> child. Huh? You were humble. No, I was, I was humble. I was always humble. That's not, I, I, I was always humble, but I was wild. You know, I was loose. I had a lot of learning to do, a lot of growing up to do. I figured a lot out and she is the backbone to my sanity, 
um, I would recommend to anybody out there, find yourself a good one and stop chasing momentary satisfaction. Get a good one. One, you need one good woman and you women, you need one good man. That's it. Basically what he's saying is guys, stop trying to chase Instagram models and girls with OnlyFans because at the end of the day, like this shirt says, everything is temporary. So, you know, I'll tell you this, I'll tell you this. I don't knock anybody who's an Instagram model or anybody who who is, does OnlyFans. What I will say is if they, they better make you happy and you better have a clear understanding of who and what they, your significant other is and better make sure that it complements your life. Don't do things just to do them. Make sure it makes you happy. Make sure it's good for your sanity. Make sure it's good for your soul and make sure it makes you a better person. That's really what matters more than anything. I can't knock anybody's hustle, but you're right when you, when in a sense, man, like find the right one. Don't go chasing what looks good. Don't go chasing what everybody's into. We all love beautiful women, man. Everybody visually loves beautiful women. Women love men and women love women and men love men, realistically, you feel me? So everybody has their own little cup of tea. Your significant other, find the right one. I would recommend that. I've been with mine for 14 years. She has put up with me for a very, very long time. And she is, uh, she's my rock. So shout out to Jen. I love you. And uh, that's it, man. That's uh, it. I love that one. I just hope I can meet her one day, which I know that's coming down the pipeline. And yeah. Uh, yeah, man, once again, thank you for being on. And again, if you need anything from me, any way I can help promote or, you know, maybe get Nate on here one day, you know what Definitely. I mean? We can, make, we can make that happen for sure. Yeah, man, I appreciate you. You know, I love you like a brother and uh, I'll see you soon, bro. Love you, dog. Love you more, kid. Be good, bro. Peace. What a great interview. I just want to say thank you once again to Robbie Max. I will be back next week with a brand new guest. Follow Robbie on Instagram and Twitter at Robbie Max, R-O-B-B-I-E-M-A-X-X. My name is JV the Transformer. This has been Transformability. You can follow me personally at JV the Transformer. So that's JV the Transformer. And make sure you follow the podcast at TSFM Ability Podcast. I will be back with a new episode next week. Thank you guys for watching.